Hello and welcome to another Baby Kraken review. I'm so excited to review this one and since the show is still airing, we can speculate about what's to come. As the title says, this is for the first episode of JTBC's I'll Go To You When The Weather Is Nice or When The Weather Is Nice, shortened, which I like much better. That premiered on February the 24th and stars my faves, Seo Kang Joon, who also starred in Entourage, The Third Charm, and Are You Human, and Park Min Young, who you probably know from Queen for Seven Days, What's Wrong With Secretary Kim, and Her Private Life. So let's jump right in. We see our lead named Im Yoon Sub, played by Seo Kang Joon, having a cup of coffee and looking out across his sleepy village. Across the bridge, Mok Hae Won, played by Park Min Young, is walking into town. Her phone rings with a call from her director, but she turns off her phone. She stops at the Goodnight Bookstore, but there is no one inside, so she keeps walking up the hill to her aunt's house. Outside of the local skating ring, Yoon Sub can see her and her red luggage. Her aunt isn't in, but Haewon makes herself at home, going up to a bedroom and waiting. When her aunt does arrive, the greeting is terse. Auntie asks how long she's going to stay, and is surprised when Haewon says she'll stay for a while. She says she doesn't think she deserves to teach at her music school. When she's asked what she'll do, Haewon says she'll live however, like her aunt, to which her aunt replies that she shouldn't quit her job so easily, and that she doesn't just live however. She tells her to go to bed, and that's the end of the welcoming party. Haewon remembers what brought her here. We see her at her school confronting a spoiled bride of a student who cut the strings of another cellist. The student says she cut the strings because the other student told her the only reason she could play decently is because she has a good instrument, and Haewon confirms that's true. <laughs> the student then confronts her with her hand raised. We cut quickly to the student's loud mother making a fuss in the office. Haewon stands silently as the girl's mother demands to know how a teacher can hit a student. What? Mm. She shouts that she wants a refund of the tuition and even goes so far as to hit Haewon when the girl says she was the one hit in the face. Side note, ooh lord, it is so hard for me to get through scenes like this. Like, I get it. This is not only leading the plot and showing us how Haewon got here, but it's revealing her character as someone who's so beaten down that she's just done fighting. But I'm sure I'm not the only one who wishes our dear leads would speak up from themselves. From what we've seen so far, the student was the one who hit Haewon. And yes, morally, it may be wrong to hit a student who attacked you. You're the adult in the situation. I understand this. But to fail to tell anyone else the entirety of the situation, the truth of it, in my opinion, is just as wrong. This student is not only going to learn that she can get away with anything if she tells her parents, but she's going to continue this with someone else. Ugh. That night, Haewon goes for a stroll. She's observing the silent farmland when Yoon Sub comes up next to her on his bike. He seems shocked that it really is her, and she's the one who has to say hello first. She asks him about the hay bales, and when he answers, she seems melancholy. The next day, Yoon Sub is outside of Haewon's house, trying to collect a hose. His father is playing with him using their two-way radio. So adorable. And even though he knows it's Haewon's house, he still seems surprised to see her. He tells her what he's looking for, and she helps and surprises him again when she says she's going to stay in the village until spring. In fact, he looks more than surprised. There's almost delight dancing in his eyes. So cute. He tells her to let him know if she needs anything, even his car, and she asks if she can borrow that right now. There's an awkward but completely adorable car key toss where Haewon looks exasperated, but we know that Yunsop is probably so nervous around her that he can't be near her, and then they part. Later, Haewon is driving with her aunt to the hardware store when she asks the older woman about Yunsop. She says that he seems different, like he's a missing person who's come back after a long absence. Her aunt disagrees at first, but then she does say that she hasn't seen him in the neighborhood for years, whatever that means in a village that small. At home, Yoon Sob is in the kitchen when his sister starts to read aloud from a notebook. It's the same question about the hay bales that Haewon asked him the night before, but from the mouth of a character named Irene. Yoon Sob is mortified, but the cat is out of the bag. 
I love this. In an entirely too relatable scene for me personally, Haywon gets a hell of a lot of stuff from the hardware store and sets up to fix the pension to the point where customers will come back. She works on the doorknobs and the shower, the staircase, then even paints the house, or rather a part of the house. Her aunt advises her against it due to it being winter and the weather being temperamental, but Haywon seems stubborn, if only to her aunt, and suffers for it that night when it absolutely pours. For some reason, she goes outside to see if the paint really is washing off, which it is, and when she tries to go back inside, the front doorknob comes off in her hand. I guess she hadn't gotten to that one yet. Her aunt is dead to the world with the TV on inside, and after trying the door to no success, she sees the bookstore down the hill. Yoon Sub answers the door, but again looks surprised to see her. I'm laughing out loud this time every time he looks shell-shocked, because it's just hilarious. Haywon is surprised because she didn't think that the bookstore was legit, and that Yoon Sub ran it. She drinks some tea and walks around, and he explains how he keeps some books for people who don't finish reading them in the store. He wanted people to come to the store at their leisure. She asks why the store is named Goodnight, and he tells her that people have a hard time just doing basic things like eating and sleeping well. He hoped that people would do that when he named the shop. Confused, she asks if that's all there is to life, sleeping and eating well. And he replies easily if there's anything else. I completely agree with him. Up the hill, Haywon sees her house lights turn back on and thanks him for the drink. He gives her his coat and goes back to his book, making it super awkward if she were to refuse it. As she leaves, she remembers reading Yoon Sub's notebook when they were in high school. He then wrote about how simple things like working hard, eating well, and sleeping made for the best life. She's clearly intrigued by his steadfastness. <laughs> the next morning, she's ready to face the day. She tells her aunt that she's going to clean out the warehouse. I guess more like a finished garage. Her aunt looks concerned, but Haywon isn't playing around. She starts chucking things immediately. At Yoon Sub's parents' house, his little sister is giving a hard time about the Irene she read about. She tells his parents that Irene is his girlfriend, and while his father seems delighted, his mother is grappling with the idea. He tells them that she's mistaken, but when his mother asks if they can go shopping later, he has to admit that he loaned out his car, and he's quickly submerged back into blind speculation. Haywon is at home taking a break, remembering more of her time at the music school. Her director asked her to enroll at a competitor school in order to snoop on the program. She did, but felt strangely about it, and of course she was caught by her teacher, went out with her own students later on. And of course her director blames her when it was the director's idea in the first place. Yikes. Maybe Haywon needs to learn to say no as well as stick up for herself. In present day, Haywon answers the phone and is about to make an appointment for a customer when her aunt ends the call. She tells her that she filed an application to end the pension, and when Haywon asks her if she thinks it was right to end a business that her grandmother worked so hard to run, her aunt snaps back that maybe she should open her grave and ask her. Way harsh, auntie. She continues that she's simply too old to run a pension house, and that Haywon doesn't need to worry about it. She can pay her back the money that Haywon put in to fix it up. Haywon corrects her that aside from the house being a moneymaker, she worried about her aunt being alone in an old house. Her aunt snaps back at her concern, saying that Haywon only came there and started fixing things for her own sake, to run away and get rid of her anger. In her aunt's opinion, she wasn't there to help her. Clearly hurt, Haywon says her aunt might be right, but asks if she's only happy when she calls people stupid. Later, Haywon goes for a walk and sees Yun Sub outside of his bookstore. She's troubled, and he gives her his cup of tea and leaves her alone on a bench outside while he changes the tiny chalkboard at the front door. His kid sister rides up on her bike and shouts at him about who Irene is, and right when his embarrassment is at its peak, especially when his kid sis postulates that it's Haywon, who's sitting there quietly, we change tact completely. The page literally turns to Yoon Sub writing a blog for the quote, anonymous nocturnal group with the longest history in the world, the Goodnight Club, unquote. 
Side note, Yoon-seol's character cannot get any more appealing to me. He reads and sells books, he makes tea without being asked and donates his own, he knows when to shut up and let someone just think. He also has a blog, an anonymous and witty sounding blog. It's too much. If this wasn't labeled a romance, I would be expecting him to turn out to be a serial killer or something else heartbreaking, simply because I like him so much. He writes about she, the anonymous she, has returned, and we see him as he saw her far off when she came to town that day, and when he spied her taking a walk that first night at the Haybells. He writes that because of the holidays, he thinks she's come for just a few days, and we see them as high schoolers when she asked him the same question about the Haybells she would ask him again years later. He wonders if she has insomnia, and if he should ask her to join the club, but decides he won't. We see again how she met him outside of her house, but now we know that he tried to sneak past her and failed. We also see how tongue-tied he is in front of her, and how he wanted to comfort her, but didn't know how. So ridiculously cute. We know the she is Haewon, of course. We learn that Yoon Sub's favorite book is Wind in the Willows, a children's book originally written for adults, featuring anthropomorphic animals who are terrified of adventure and like a life of leisure. That says a lot about Yoon Sub, and I hope that little fact comes back around later. Back to the present, where his little sister is terrorizing him, about to spill the beans about his writing, Yoon Sub grosses his sister out by saying that Irene is her. He advances, and thankfully she rides away. Haewon questions if Goodnight Irene really is his sister, and he confirms it again while also internally lamenting that they both seem to have insomnia, and he's doomed. Very funny. The phone rings inside the bookstore. He answers, and next we see both of our leads on a bus, heading to a small reunion of schoolmates at a restaurant. They're a rambunctious bunch, eager to embarrass each other, and little time passes before one of the guys brings up who likes someone at the table in high school. Yoon Sub looks mortified yet again, but denies liking anyone until he's pressured into boldly saying, Hey Won. His friends are impressed. Thankfully, and yes, thankfully, a missing baby snaps him out of the moment. Hey Won flees. And don't worry, the baby's found. Back at home, Yoon Sub is frantically writing the goodnight club when Hey Won knocks on his door. She says she has a question to ask him, and he immediately says no, that his crush on her is done, and he slams the door in her face. He turns out the light as well, but then accidentally turns it back on, starting them both. Internally, he moans that he's completely doomed, and looks like he's gonna flee when he rushes back to the door to find her still standing there. And that's where we end the very first episode. <sighs> I love this lovely drama. It starts off slow, but I was surprised by its pacing and how quickly our leads were thrown together. What I'm not surprised about is how immediately I'm engulfed in the story and the characters. I knew that these actors could pull off anything handed to them, and man have they already. I'm almost dreading the conflict that will keep them apart, even though with how terribly Haewon and her aunt are getting along, that might come sooner rather than later. I'm a sucker for lingering crushes, and this one with its seemingly one-sidedness is especially bittersweet. I can't wait to see more. So, to those of you who watched this first episode, what do you think? Do you already feel as invested as I do? Are you already eager to see if Haewon somehow ends up moving in, like in most romance dramas? Are you wondering just as much as I am about Auntie's adorable little dog? I think he's a Brussels Griffon, but I need to see him more to make sure. Like, in every other scene, I need to see him. Let me know what you think on Instagram and Twitter at kdramakraken, all one word, or shoot me an email at kdramakraken at gmail.com. I look forward to going on this journey of when the weather is nice with you, and until next time, Keep it cracking.